Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Are we ready? We're talking about remember your words. Your words. You know, last Sunday I, made a, I had a point about God's Word. And we're going to talk about God's Word just a little bit more. But how many know your words are powerful? The most important thing in the universe is words. I have got a plastic bottle. And it's got about an inch of water in it. But how many of you know I can put anything in it? Well, I can put coffee in it, put a Coke in it, put some tea in it, put some Kool-Aid in it. it take you back. Back in the day, huh? Kool-Aid. You can put anything in that. This is a carrier. God's word and your word, the word is carrier. Your words carry. It carries. What is it? Sound. What, 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 what is a word? God created with words. God proved. And that's the way God set it up. If he said by thoughts or wiggling your nose, but he said by words. So I'm making importance here. This is a carrier. Words carry love. Words carry hate. Huh? Words carry faith. Words carry fear. Words carry blessing. Words carry curses. I ain't say cussing. You ought not be cussing, but I said curses. They carry blessing, curses, love, joy, hate. Meanness, they carry. They'll say in sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me is not true. Because you know what? That bruise will heal, but you'll remember those words for a long, long time. Matter of fact, I still remember some words. Words that I said. <gasps> words that somebody said to me. They stick. We got to uproot them, Right? So it's time to quit cursing. It's time to start blessing. Let's look real quick at, at, at the Word of God. And number one, God created with His Word. Let's look at that real quick. We live in a Word-created, Word-upheld, and a Word-dominated environment. Everything was made by words. In Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and look what verse 2, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. That's important. What's the Holy, where's the Holy Ghost at right now? He's everywhere, but guess where at? the most important place for you that he's at? In you. So one translation said, and the Spirit of God was hovering, like fluttering, like Come on, God, say something. Let me make it for you. Come on. Well, you know what? The Holy Spirit's wanting to get in agreement with your words. And if it's a bunch of cursing, he's not, he's not into that. I, I'm going to pick on Miss Shirley. Miss Shirley gets her prayers answered. I'm just going to jump ahead a little quick right here. She's, God loves her more than she, he, he does us. She's just special. No. As Judah would say, No. 
No. You know why? She prays the word of God. Keep that in your heart. Keep that in your mind. So God said, let there be a light. God said, let there be an atmosphere. God said, let there be land. Let there be fish in the sea. The fowl of the air. God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And so God created everything. John 1, 1 through 3 talks about Jesus. And John 1 and 1, Jesus was the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Let's put that up there right there. John 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, capital W, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Two, He was in the beginning with God. Jesus is the Word. He's the Word that became flesh, verse 17 or 16 says. Look, and look at the verse 3. Look what it says. All things were made through Him, and without Him was nothing made that was made. So God and Jesus were recreating or creating the earth. And the Holy Spirit was doing the work. They're sitting in heaven and the word went forth and the Holy Spirit started creating. That's the way God operates. That's the way God operates. Let me say a little. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Because when you say, well, I, I, just, I just, I don't know what to do. I, I, my name's, you know, Timmy and I say, gimme, give gimme, give Lord. And it ain't working. I'm trying to help you today. And so in Hebrews 11.3, it says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Framed. You can say that poster right there is framed on that pole. It's framed. We're trying to make a statement. Don't do life alone. We're trying to make a statement. Some of you got... Some of you have the Word of God framed in, in, in different places, in the hall or in your living room, maybe in the bathroom. If you like, you know, I know a lot of people that write it on sticky notes, and when they brush in their teeth, they can read the Word of God, especially what they're dealing with. That's a great thing. That's framing it. Or framing what you desire, framing what you want. What do you want out of, uh, what did God want? Well, God said what he wanted, and it was created. Light, sun, moon, dark, day. We'll have seasons, seed time, planting, harvest. God put everything. He activated it with his faith and with the word. Hebrews 1.3 says that God upholds everything by the word of his power. Not the power of his word, but the word of his power. That means there's all power in the word. Whoa. When you find out there's all power in the Word, maybe you need to start paying attention to the Word. Maybe we need to pay attention to the Word of God, who being the brightness of His glory is Jesus and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the Word of His power when He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Jesus is our high priest. Oh, glory. And he's the word and he's given us the word and he's, put, he's made us like him. So, so in Hebrews 4.12 again it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and is discerner in the thought and the intents of the heart. God taught us about words. He's showing us about words. Jesus taught about words. 
okay, Jesus' last week on the earth, he knew it was his last week. Everything he said was pretty important. And, and you need to read John 14, 15, 16, and 17. Very important. Awesome. But the last week, he's walking, this is where he's walking to Jerusalem, and, and we had, Paul was here preaching, and he talked about the fig tree, and Jesus cursed the fig tree. He didn't say, you blankety-blank fig tree, but he spoke negative to it. You're sorry, you're no good. Huh? He spoke negative to the fig tree and, call, and it caused it to die. That's powerful. But Jesus also spoke to sickness and demon spirits and, to, and told them to flee and they obeyed him. That's powerful. Jesus spoke to a little girl and raised her from the dead. It's powerful. Jesus spoke to the, to the storm and it calmed. It's powerful. Yeah. He didn't stand on one leg and wiggle his nose in the storm. He spoke to it. He's trying to teach you something. He's trying to get our attention. You go, well, that was Jesus, Pastor. And that's what religion would tell you. You can't do that. Jesus does that. And God does that. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that we have the power because we're made like God. Look at number two. Number two is every, your everyday words create. So, so here's another example. If this, this, this carries water or coffee, how about your words are seeds? That's what the Bible teaches. It's a seed. And so if you want corn, you plant corn. You want ryegrass, you plant ryegrass. You got to on purpose plant it. You find the seed. Here's your bag of seeds. Yes. Huh? Here's your bag of seeds. Yay. Come on. And so we find out what we need. If you're stressed out, there's, there's, there's a, a promise for every problem. You write that down. There's a promise for every problem that you've got. A promise that God will take care of it. Well, he ain't done it yet. Well, what's the promise you're standing on? What's the promise that's in your mouth? Come on, he wants to make you Superman. It just don't happen. You got to do it on purpose. So Genesis 1.26, I already quoted it. It says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Male and female created he them. And then he gave them dominion. He told them to dominate. How did they dominate? How are they supposed to dominate? With the words of their mouth. And God breathed into them, and they weren't just some zombies walking around, hadn't been to, you know, to kindergarten, first grade yet. No, God breathed life into them, and they had the wisdom of God. Uh -huh. And they were taught by God every day. In the cool of the day, God came down and told, well, I wish God would come down and talk to me. Here it is. Right here in the cool of the day. Oh, Lord, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Oh, Lord, you've anointed me with, with, with fresh oil. And, you know, it just, come on, you can just, it's all in here. And, and the Holy Spirit starts stirring and bubbling, you know, like water, heat on water starts boiling. The Holy Spirit starts boiling on the inside. He said, that's for you. That's for you. And I go, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then you start, instead of being, a, well, okay, I don't know if we're ever going to make it. 
you start getting a spring in your step, and you're like walking around, and it can't even fall. Come on. So I'm trying to stir you up a little bit today because the Word of God is alive and powerful. And it's really, well, you know what? It's a history book, Pastor Brett. No, it's not. It becomes alive and powerful when I put it in my mouth. See, I got to start speaking it. I got to declare who I am. We sing about it, and it's so important to sing about it. But that's about all you get because you don't read it. You don't declare it over yourself. Deuteronomy says, I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. The fruit of my body, my children are blessed. Well, your children don't look blessed. Yes, they are. They may not know it, but they are. Come on. I just feel ugly. Well, the Bible says that you're beautiful. Yeah. Wonderfully made. You're comparing yourself to other, other ugly people. Come on. We don't compare ourselves to, not even ourselves. We compare ourselves to God until God changes us and we start acting like him. He'll change your countenance. Everybody's got a resting face. You know what I'm saying? They're sitting there listening. Some of them get mean. Come on. You know it's easier to smile? Come on, look at somebody and smile at them. Say, Pastor's got to find his place. He's all over the place here, so. Look, Matthew, Jesus told us in Matthew 12, 37, by your words you shall be condemned or justified and condemned. By your words you dominate. You got to start dominating. Dominate. Proverbs 18, 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Not the fruit that goes in his mouth. The belly of a man's a candle of the Lord. It's talking about feeding your spirit. And the belly of a man feeding your spirit comes by you speaking the word of God. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it shall eat its fruit. So you got death and you got life. What have you been speaking? Look at me. What have you been speaking? Well, I just don't feel good. It's just getting worse. I'm tired. I'm struggling. I'm weary. I'm, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm confused. I'm afraid. That's the enemy's talk. Jesus never said, well, I'm confused. Huh? He never said, well, I'm afraid of what the devil going to do. No, he cried over with compassion over people who wouldn't receive him. Yes, he did. But he never said, I'm afraid of the devil. I'm going to rhyme because he wasn't on his level. <laughs> the devil's not on Jesus' level and he's not on your level either, child of God. Come on, he's under your feet. He's under your feet. And so you need to give him some every now and then. Get your head back down. Who do you think you are? You're in the presence of greatness. I got the Holy Ghost with me. You better bow. Huh? It's not me, but it's him that lives on the inside of me. If I get to looking at me, it gets weak pretty quick. Yeah. But when I look at the one on the inside of me, ooh, yeah, I'm ready. Come on. And so that, that's the place we've got to live. And the more you put the word in you, the greater your faith is, the more you know God. I got to do this. 
Who does not like coconut? Will you stand up for me? There he is. And there's another one. Anybody else? There's one in the back. There's one. That, look around. Look around. You know what? Listen to me. Listen to me. It's the faith message here. Listen to me. Don't make them a coconut cake. No, no, no. You know what they'll do? They'll be so gracious. Oh, thank you for the cake. Thank you for the cake. But on the inside, where they really live, who they really are, they're going, what am I going to do with this coconut cake? You can give it to pastor. That's what you can do, yeah. <laughs> you can sit down. You can sit down. But hear me. Hear me. It's not what comes out of you. It's what's in your heart. You can be nice all day long, especially when we come to church. Hallelujah. Oh, I love Jesus. But on the inside, you're drying up. On the inside, you're hurting because you haven't fed any of the Word of God. You haven't fed on God. You haven't fellowshiped with Him. And you've got to stir yourself up. Because it's what really counts is on the inside. And that's what needs to be changed. That we conform to the image of Christ. That we change. Your way is no good. I hate to tell you. As powerful as you think you are, God's way is always better. God will enhance what you do. You can be trained to do anything. But when the anointing's on you, oh my. You can do things easy. Because of the glory of God on you. See, see, when we worship, I, I'm longing for the day when the glory falls. You know what I mean when the glory falls? No, let me explain. The glory falls, it means everybody gets something. Because some of you are sitting there cleaning your fingernails and looking at the ceiling and, and, and worrying about your nose running instead of worshiping God. And so we have a strong anointing, a wonderful anointing in our church. And people get healed here and there. I hear testimonies all the time. And it happens over a little bit over here and some over there and over there and this one and that one. But when the glory falls, everybody's going to get something. I'm believing for the glory to fall. But you know what's going to cause it to fall? When more of us get in agreement that it'll fall than not. Can I say that again? When more of us get in agreement that God's going to manifest, then he will. Because if you're sitting there saying, well, that'll never happen here, you're hindering. But guess what? When the more of us get on that side, doesn't matter. That's why you hear about people that come in and scoffing and doing this, that, and the other, and they still got it. That's because the glory of God. Yeah. So that's, see, so we're just warming up on worship nights. Getting ready for the glory. Amen? Well, we want the glory on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We want it every day. I want to walk in His presence every day. I want to walk with God and get closer and closer. How do I do that? I feed upon the Word. I've got to put the Word first. And so uh, Proverbs 15 and 4 says, A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Are you crushing your own spirit? See, you can say hallelujah in church, but when you go home and say, well, I'm no good, I'll never get ahead, I'm always a day late and a dollar short, you're crushing your spirit. I'm no good, I'm ugly, I, my whole family's been ugly, we're just, you know, we never, no, 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 no good has come out of bland. I'm picking people in bland. Because that's what, 
Andrew said, can anything good come out of Galilee? Do you know about Jesus of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I don't care where you're from, something good can come out of it. Amen? So, so Proverbs 6, 2 says, you have been trapped by what you said and snared by the words of your mouth. We've got to quit trapping ourselves. I, I, listen to me. Uh, you know, uh, when, when junior hires, and there's some junior hires in here, man, they struggle. Man, they're, they're, you know, puberty's hitting their identity. They don't, you know, I didn't like my name. I didn't like the color of my hair. I didn't like, you know, what I look like and, and stuff like that. And then you move to high school and you think, well, you know, uh, and, you know, you start looking like, you know, one of these days I want to get married and nobody ever marry me. And, say, you know, if they are, they'll be ugly. And, and uh, you know, you just start, t- you have all these thoughts that just run through your mind. And then you become an adult. And you got kids, and you got a job, and you got, well, I don't know. I'm, and all these negative, that's the world talking. There are many voices in this world. But we want to hear what God said. And the Word of God is full of Deuteronomy. I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. That's why, you know, that's why I quoted that, because I used to drive around quoting that all the time. I still do. I drive through Whitfield. The city's blessed. Salvation comes to Whitfield. It's come. It has come through Jesus Christ. They just haven't recognized it. They hadn't got in the water. Well, guess what? We took the water to the streets, didn't we? And we're going to continue to take the water. Amen, amen. I'm still getting thank you notes. That's awesome, isn't it? So Proverbs 8, 17 says, The mouths of fools are their undoing and their lips are a snare to their lives. So important what you say. So picture this. You're made in the image of God. He gave you the power of words. What are you saying? Listen. When you release a word, it's a prayer. Good or bad. Good or bad. And we don't walk by what we see. We walk by the word of God. I'm trying to help you. It's so important. Can't, can't, can't. God looked and saw the darkness and he didn't say, sure is dark out there, man. No, God said, let there be light. He had the power to change it. You have the power to change your life. I hear God's voice. On Sunday night, we've been talking about hearing the voice of God. And I'm about to wear them out on hearing the voice of God. I've got 15 different teachers on hearing the voice of God, and we're hearing the voice of God. And the, one of the greatest confessions you ever get is, I'm a child of God, and I hear the voice of God. And the voice of a stranger I will not follow. And as I read the word, he'll help me understand who it is. He said, piercing the soul and the spirit. Your solical man is always talking to you, and it's generally in the negative. Because I can look around here and I can let my mind talk to me. Well, they, I don't know. Are they not liking what I'm saying or they ate some bad pizza last night? Because, you know, they got a scowl on their face. I don't walk by that. I put the Word of God out there. It's up to you to eat it. It's like pizza. You got to eat it. It smells good, looks good. But if you don't eat it, you don't really know. Taste and see, the Bible says. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. How do you trust in God? You take His Word and you start believing His Word. You trust his word to be true. Trust him. 
Mm-mm. You and me and everybody else are living today in the environment we created yesterday with our words. Just, you know, it's either misery or you got peace. And you know what? It's amazing people get miserable and stay in it and wallow in it. You know what I mean by a hog wallows in slop? I've seen people wallow in their misery. God wants you free of misery. Jesus died so you can be free. Yeah, you're going to have broken dreams, but were they God's dreams to begin with or just yours? But it doesn't matter. God can restore whatever dream you've got. God will take it to another level. God, you know, we get, we get caught up in our own mind. How we think it's supposed to be. How about we just let God do it? How about we get in agreement with His Word and then follow Him? Because if you plan it out, you're going to mess it up. Or you got it planned out. And, you know, my, my daughter has a, she, she's a planner. And she's got a big planner. And then she's got a little planner to go with a big planner. So it's plan and plan. She called me one day. She's all frustrated. I've had a flat. When I thought, why are you griping at me about it? But she was frustrated because it wasn't on the plan. There was no, well, I got to be somewhere and I've got a flat, so it's not in the plan. But how I many you know God can help you even when you have a flat? He'll restore you. He sent somebody, said, let me change this tire for you. They fixed it in 10 minutes. You know, I was changing a flat one time. Somebody said, call AA. I said, I can have this fixed four times before AA gets here. I want to go in here and eat. Come on. And so my, my deal is, is, is you got to put God first and you got to trust him. You know, it's not your plan, it's his plan. And, and you want to get in agreement with his plan. Not wallow in misery. Come on, there's always victory in God. He's a restorer. I can't let that go. He, he's a restorer. Well, I missed this opportunity. I can go back and count the opportunities I missed. I missed this opportunity, and I, I could get depressed about it. But you know what? I've, I'm not depressed about it because he's taking me, and he's taking me, and I've repented, and he's taking me, and he's taking me to another level. And he'll always take you to another level. You just can't get bogged down with, oh, I missed that. Because you're always looking at the negative. That's Eeyore. We're not following Eeyore. We're following Jesus. Jesus has the victory, doesn't he? Matthew 12, 33, Jesus taught either make the tree good or its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. A tree is known by its fruit. Fruit is what's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I rode with this guy working for this company, and he was the, what do you call it, a factory guy, the factory salesman. And, and out of his mouth was the most vulgar stuff and, and I'm trying, I got to ride with this guy, and I'm like, man, Lord. And so, and so he was so negative, and he was, and he was talking about all, these, all the women that we passed on the road, how good looking she was. And, and finally, you know, I started talking to him about the Lord, and I want to tell you, he started telling me how miserable his life was. And his wife was probably going to divorce, and his son was doing this, and I'm thinking, what's been coming out of your mouth? That's why your life is a wreck. It's because you're chasing everything but God. And nothing brings peace. Nothing satisfies but God. Nothing. And so, so that's what Jesus is talking about in verse 35, Matthew 12, 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. 
An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Listen, you may be a child of God and there still may be some evil in there. You got to get the word of God and dig that up. The Bible says renew your mind. It's not in your spirit, it's in your mind. In your mind you go, nobody loves me, nobody likes me, nobody this and that. I can't agree to head. Everybody else gets a, everybody's bypassing me. They're getting raises and I hadn't got anything. Now you're mad. You're mad at the boss, you're mad at the job, you're mad at everything. Change your attitude. Show up early. I can tell you your attitude changed because you show up early. <laughs> I don't want to show up early because you got a bad attitude. Okay, I'm just talking about where we live. Do you know people, you know, we don't vote at church here. But you know how you vote? When you show up. Because we do stuff on Wednesday, we do stuff on Monday, we do stuff on Thursday. And if you come, then, hey, people like it. If you don't come, we go, we might need to try something else. Because I'm trying to put the word in you any way, any way possible every day of the week. We're trying to have something every day for every need. That's why we do life groups. Because I've got you about another 15 minutes, maybe two. Because you, you got to do this on your own. That's where you really God wants to take you. And it's, hey, I still listen to preaching. I still listen. I was listening to somebody this morning. I still. I feed myself, but I also read the Word. Got to get in the Word. Because that's what puts the treasure. This is a treasure that you got to put in here. Or it's the seed you got to put in here. Okay? Mm-mm. Jesus was teaching in Matthew 15, 11, uh, and 16. He made the Pharisees mad and because they was getting on to him. They didn't wash their hands before they eat and all these rules that they had. And, and Jesus said, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a man. What's defiling you? Come on, there's some stuff that you planted. There's some stuff that the devil's planted. It may have taken root. How about getting rid of it? How about cutting that tree down? I didn't say plant, tree. How about cutting that tree down? I'm, and you know, in the park there where we had fusion, they got a stump grinder. Maybe you need to get the stump grinder out and grind that stump up. Huh? Right here. Whoo, that hurts. Lord, I need to change. I'm not there yet, but I want to change. That's where you start. I want to change. To be honest enough with yourself, I need to change. I need to repent. I need, to, I need to let that person go. I know people dealing with somebody that's been in the grave for 10 years, and for 40 years they've been in unforgiveness, and that person died, and they still don't like them. What? Unforgiveness. I, I start today saying I need to change. I need to change. I need to let it go. Let it go, let it go. Did I read Matthew 15 8, that says that those things that proceed out of your mouth come from the heart and they defile a man? Come on. The words are, your words can defile you. Not only you can defile somebody with words. Tim, you're no good. You're sorry. You know, your wife don't even like you anymore. And I'm defiling him. His wife loves him. But I'm using him as an example. But I, you know what? People try to defile you, don't they? Yes, they do. 
Yes, they do. But that's where you got to get bulletproof. It's called a shield of faith. Quench every fiery dart of the wicked. That's defiling words. But what really hurts is the words inside the shield that you're saying. You got to take care of those. Tim just blocked every one of them that I said that he's no good. His wife don't love him no more. That didn't even stick. But if he starts saying it, it's in trouble. Can you hear me? Change the words of your mouth. I'm blessed. How hard is that to say that? Easy to say. Do you believe? Remember about coconut? Oh, thank you for this coconut cake. But on the inside, you believe. Oh, this is nasty and I don't want it. See what I'm saying? You can say, oh, Lord, I love you, but you ain't ever done nothing for me. See, watch what's on the inside of you. And that's why you don't have anything. Come on. Look, in a corporate anointing, God can supernaturally heal you when we all come together. But it's at the house where you keep it. It's at the houses where you walk in the blessing. Come on, it's at the house where you grab a hold of it. I'm a child of God. I'm an overcomer. I'm blessed coming in. Oh, my children are blessed. That's where you say it. I'm the healed. I'm the whole. Jesus bore my sickness and infirmities. Symptoms got to go. The peace of God belongs to me because I'm just like everybody else. I get a, oh, oh, man, I'm tired. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, Tim don't like me no more. And Miss Becky's mad at me. And, oh, help me, Jesus. I just feel like quitting. And then I say, nope, ain't got no quit. We got to can't quit, can't quit, can't quit. No quit. We're an overcomer, not a quitter. So I'm going to go and I'm going to make him love me. And I'm going to make her like me. Because I'm going to lose love to them. I'm going to be the lover. I'm going to help them. I'm going to go mow his yard if I have to. It needs it, huh? (laughs) Hadn't been there yet, huh? He said, what have you been waiting on? So here's the point. You got to earn it. You got to go after it. Earn it? Not earn it, but you got to go after it. It's already been paid for. I wanted to have a big table. I'm going to put a table out here one day and just have a feast. And I'm going to say, I bought this. I, I, when I was going to lay candy out here for the kids on a table, and I said, I bought this for you. Isn't that awesome? And everybody would cheer, yeah. But how many would have got up and run up and come got it? Because, you know, we don't do that. Don't ever think about that. But hear me, in your spirit, you need to jump up and you need to take a hold of the Word of God and you need to say, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Last one, make your words good. You got to make your words good. The way you make your words good is you say what God said because God's a good God. And there are bad things happening in the earth and there's bad things happening all the time. But to change the bad, you bring the good. Hmm. You know what? If, 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 if I put, uh, let's say, black ink in this, in this container right here, you ain't going to drink it. But if I take the lid off and I put it under a water spout that is really flowing, it'll blow it all out of there. And it'll all turn clean. You need to let the Holy Ghost blow out some bad stuff in you today. Come on, you need to let it be clean. You need to be clean by the Word. The Word of God will cleanse you. The Bible says the water of the washing of the Word. The Word of God is like water. Let it wash you. Let it cleanse you out. Let it blow out all those wrong thoughts and and all those things. And let Him make us good by His Word. 
Psalms 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's why we, we study the word. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4 and Luke 4, 4, that it said, he said, it is written. He's talking to the devil. The devil said, and the devil had the power to give it to him. The devil had the power to give him, make him king of the earth. He was already king of the earth. But see, Jesus wasn't moved. See, we say, oh, oh, Tim's king because he owns half of Withville, and he's king because he's got a beautiful wife, and he's king because he has a, a he drives a a, 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 a a fancy car, and he has a nice fancy truck and a fancy motorcycle. He's king. But we're looking at material things. We're not looking at material things. The Bible says that it's your spirit that what touches God. Hey. The wealthiest people in here are the ones who know God the most. Man, you want to be rich? Know God. Okay. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread, food, bite, whether you like wheat bread, white bread, what kind of bread, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It's the word of God. So we got to feed on the word. What does the word say? That's five, that's five words. What does the word say? And that's where we live. You know, I always talk about it. You know, they was arguing. There's a bunch of Christians, but they all had different beliefs and stuff where I worked. I mean, I worked at one end, you know, years and years ago. There wasn't nobody saved but about three of us. And the other two I didn't worry about. I, I didn't know about. But me, I was pretty sure about. But they, the rest of them were rock and roller, druggers, and everything. But I had to learn what does the Word say. And people want to argue the Bible. I don't argue the Bible, but what does the Word say? Let's just look and see what the Word says. And smile. Because it's the Word. It ain't me. I don't have to defend it. Don't young people get all mad about it. what the Bible says. Come on. What does the Word say? That's where we, that's where we want to stay. What does the Bible say about it? And we want to put it in our mouth. That's what it says about me. I'm a child of God. And the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. That's where I want to be. That's, that's our resting place. That, that you've been bought by the blood of Jesus. That we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That's why we had testimony Sunday. So we can overcome. Because I can hear your testimony and it'll fire me up to overcome. To live by the word just mean, doesn't mean reading it. It means speaking it, believing it, and then acting upon it or living it out. It's what you believe in your heart. Psalms 119.15 says, I will meditate your precept, precepts, that's rules and, regu and re to regulate behavior, and to think about your ways. And verse 16 says, I will delight in your statutes. That's his laws and statements made by God. And I will not forget your word. We want to remember the Word of God. We want to put the Word of God before our eyes, in our heart, and think about it and meditate on it. And then the love of God. See, the Bible says that God is love. And everyone that loveth is born of God. That means i I got to love. I have to love. Because I'm made in the image of God and I'm made to love. I was created to love. <laughs> 
So were you. Even people who are unlovable. That's another sermon for another time. I want to read Proverbs 4, starting at verse 20. Miss Leslie, you put it on the screen for them. We read a part of this last Sunday, and, Paul, and uh, David's writing to his sons, and he said, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes, but keep them in the midst of your heart. See, this made the Bible, because this is what God's desire is for you, to keep his word. Incline your ear to it, saying, Do not let them depart from your eyes, but keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from, your, from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. What else does it say? Huh? Forgive us of our trespasses. So we want to put the word, hey, hey, hey. You got to keep your foot from evil. Because you know I can scheme a scheme. Isaiah says, Woe to them that plan a plan that's not of me, says the Lord, to add sin upon sin. And here I am a pastor, and I can go and do something to add sin upon sin. I have to keep myself. No, the Spirit of God's on me. He's going to keep me straight. No, we're not robots, we're the children of God. And he wants us to be like him, to act like him, to walk like him, to talk like him. The Bible says to be imitators of God, to imitate him. How does he walk? I don't know what he walks like. But I imagine he what Jesus walked like God would walk. And his disciples wanted to imitate him, wanted to be like him. And he said, I commission you to go. Preach the good news. Tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, I, I, I can't do that. You know, they were back and forth until Acts 2-4 when the Spirit of God was poured out and then they got a backbone. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you some strength, a backbone. But you know where it starts? At home by yourself. If you can't say that you're a child of God, if you can't preach to yourself, you can't preach to anybody else. You got to get yourself in agreement with the Word of God. Preach to yourself. Stir yourself up. Look, one last scripture. Romans 10. Let's read Romans 10, 6. And we'll read it off the screen. Look what it says. But the righteousness of faith speaks this way. This is what faith says. You need to be saying this. Do not say in your heart, why don't Jesus come down from heaven and help me? I'll put that in. Okay, that's in Louisiana slash Southwest Virginia. Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Why don't God do something? 
Why don't Jesus come down here and help me? Look at the next verse. Or who shall descend into, into hell and say, to bring Christ up from the dead? If Jesus was alive right now, he'd help me. Come on, the Spirit of God's already in you. Jesus is alive in you, child of God. He's trying to get you off of that. That's wrong thinking. Faith doesn't say that. If Jesus comes down, he's, he's already come down. He's given you the Holy Spirit. Was poured out. Look at the next verse. But what does it say? The Word is near you. The Word is near you. The Word of God is near me. And you know, I, you know, some people physically will take a Bible and carry it around and put it in there. You know, I went to school with a boy that read his Bible all the time. I, I really think highly of him now because, boy, he took some heat. But a lot of people do it because of works. But you can, you know what? I, I love my Bible. If you took it from me, I still got the Word of God in me. Huh? I still live by the Word of God's in me. But what does it say? The Word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. And this is how you get saved, but this is how you walk with God. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved or you will be healed or you will have peace or you will be restored or you will be blessed. Isn't that where we want to be? It's exactly where we want to be. Confess with our mouth the word that's in us, the word that's near us. There's so many things that God wants to say to us, that God wants to direct us. I can't be you and you can't be me. But you ought to be at peace with yourself that you are a child of God. And if you don't have that assurance, today's the day of salvation. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. But we need to always go back and confess with our mouth what Jesus has done Remember what Jesus, that he's given us the word. Remember what does the word say. I, I wanted to pass out sheets. And it's like a catch 22. If I give you everything, it's, to me, I love to hunt out a treasure. I like to go dig it out. You know, I, I deer hunt. But the fun to me is going and finding where they're at and they're going to come out here and when they do, I don't even have to shoot one. Look at there. I could have done it. The fun part is hunting it out. You know what? It's fun to hunt out the Word of God and dig and say, oh, this ties to that. This ties to this. I mean, all these scriptures tie together. How many? I didn't even touch it. I, I, I could have went so many different ways with the words of your mouth. You're shooting yourself in the foot with the words of your mouth. Forget what the world's saying. Come and shore yourself up with the Word of God. Come and invite Jesus to help you. Come and dig. Dig into the Word of God. And just don't read it like a story. Read it and ask God to build your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. He sent to teach you. 
Nobody looking around. If you don't know Jesus today, today's the day. Will you accept him as Lord and Savior? Will you let me, will you let me lead you in a prayer to accept him as Lord? Look at your heart. Are you, are you sure? I'm talking to the young people. I'm talking to people that have been in this church for a long time. Get sure. Have assurance. Raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I need you to pray for me. Anybody? I see your hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody else? Now, you know, to have an altar call like that, I appreciate you raising your hand, both of you. But I want to tell you both by the Spirit of God that you're a child of God. You are saved. But I'm going to lead you in a prayer. But you know what? What you're just doing? If you're going to run a race, you tie your tennis shoes a little bit tighter. Huh? You kind of tighten them up because, you know, if I'm going to climb a mountain, I'm going to make sure my shoes are good and tight and on my feet so I can climb. Because I don't want to, you know, slip and I don't want to trip and I don't want to stumble and bumble on the mountain. So I gotta get, I'm getting ready. And you know what? Your heart's ready. Your heart's right with God. God loves you and he cares for you. And, and, and you know what? We tend to look at our failures and our weaknesses. Instead of at God. Look at me. Hey, I got to pick on somebody. Y'all stay with me. Hey, what's your daddy's name? Philip. Yep. And what's your mama's name? Brandy and Philip. And what's your name? Who? His mom and dad are Brandy and Philip Moore. Have you ever done anything wrong? Yeah, see, he's a good man. He's honest. But you know what? Your mama and daddy didn't disown you, did they? They still love you, don't they? Yep, mine too. I've done stupid things, but my mama and daddy still love me. For every one of you, when you mess up, God still loves you. He doesn't disown you. He doesn't kick you out. Because, you know, most of the time we don't willfully mess up. It's when you continually mess up and you defy God and you get mad at him, you get in big trouble. But, He's still mom and dad's boy. And you're still God's child. Trying to help you. But you look at your failures and you're like, God, God don't love me no more. No, the Bible says to repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, repent. That means change your ways, change your mind. When you find out you miss it, you miss it. You know, I appreciate you. Give me a handshake there. Thank you. Don't trip on the way back. But your mom and daddy will still love you even if you did. God loves you. God loves you. He doesn't disown you. If you study out the judgment of God in the New Testament, most of us reap what you sow. But there are six places, and those people are in defiance to God. Total, outright defiance. But God's full of grace and mercy. 
He's a God of judgment, but he's a God of grace and mercy. So let's all pray together. Father, today, fresh and new, I give you my life. I give you my words. Help me to speak life over myself and over my family. Father, I thank you. Today's a day of change, that victory belongs to me, that I am a child of God, bought by the blood of Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he rose again for my victory. I believe that I hear his voice. I believe that I walk in forgiveness. I believe I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.